Own Your Creativity, episode 47. listening to the Own Your Creativity podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Johnston. I'm an author, professor, and podcaster, and I help people tell their story. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm really excited because today I'm talking to Claudia Carawan. She is an award-winning singer, songwriter, and speaker whose music runs deep. Her voice has been described as goosebump-inducing, <laughs> and her original songs feature buoyant melodies fused with feel-good lyrics. At the heart of Carawan's music and mission is a belief that music is transformative. She has independently released five CDs, and she's also an inspirational speaker, and she also gives workshops, retreats, and concerts. And when she's not doing all of that, she's teaching and sharing her music with various populations. She ran a recording studio for at-risk youth at a residential healing facility for 17 years, and she brings the joy of music into other facilities like nursing homes and hospitals. Welcome to the show, Claudia. Ah, Thank you for inviting me. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to join us and uh, share a little bit about what you do. And how is it that you became a singer and had music so much a part of your life? And has it always been that way? Or did you do something else before you embraced music? You know, I think music just tapped me on the shoulder when I was very young. It's it's got me under its spell. I'll put it that way. And I almost feel like it called me and I, I try and branch out to do other things as well, but I, I'm a musician. I am bitten by the bug. <laughs> <laughs> and so what do you do then, like in terms of creating your music and do you go on tour or do you, is it a, a local initiative or what's like a day or a week in, in the life of Claudia like? Well, I do everything when it comes to music. I teach and I create it. And I perform it. So usually my performing right now is during the weekends. And sometimes performances are local. Sometimes I travel out of town and um, try and make a weekend, book a couple things together. Monday through Friday uh, or Monday through Thursday, I'm teaching voice lessons. And I'm also working with very young children a couple days a week as a music teacher. And that's been a lot of fun. You know, one of my dreams is to be able to just sing a song where I don't embarrass myself. And because <laughs> <laughs> I, I love playing the Bowron, it's the Irish frame drum. And I go to the mm-hmm. sessions here and, and um, at the pubs and, and, and uh, we it's mainly just acoustic music, uh, like playing the tunes, hey. it's not singing. But once in a while, you know, somebody will, will contribute a song and it will be an Irish traditional song. And I would love to be able to to just do that. But when I was in grade school, uh, I was part of the choir and the teacher said, just mouth the words, dear. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody, so many people have told me a similar story. Really? It's so amazing how our words can um, stifle creativity in in a young person. and, And then they live with that belief that maybe they shouldn't bother singing. Yeah, um, but that's that's very interesting. I've heard a lot of people say that. Um, now I got to ask you a question: Are are you of Irish heritage? Well, no, I'm not. I have Celtic in my my background, and and that goes to Brittany and France in the 1500s, and. Oh, wow. um, 
two brothers were given land um, in in New France by the king of, of of France, and so they came to New Brunswick. So they were part of the Acadians, and um, so th- so that I have Celtic roots. I don't have Irish roots. Oh, I see. And, and I, I I had to ask. You know, my mother's people are from Trinidad and Tobago. Okay, and I think that's where a lot of my soul comes from because oh, yeah. my music. Even though I'm a fair complexioned Caucasian. I, I have a very soulful singing voice, but um, I also have roots in Ireland, and my husband uh, has family from the north, and so okay. we okay. usually go every um, every couple years to visit. And when when you mentioned you were playing, uh, say the name of the drum again, uh, the Bow Ron. Bow Ron. It's like take a bow, Ron. Ah, oh, got it. Got yeah, it. Bow Ron. I I believe I've heard that. It's a very interesting instrument yeah i i that's on my bucket list is to go to ireland i haven't been there yet but uh definitely want to go (laughs) you will love it and they will love you and you'll get your you know what while you're there if you're in a pub and you have a beer you'll be singing with everybody yeah (laughs) no one will tell you to mouth the lyrics there (laughs) no So you have independently uh, produced uh, and put out your own CDs. What's the process like for you? And why did you decide to go that route? Um, for me, it's sheer joy because I I just feel called. What, what happened for me was that uh, I work on Sundays as a music director at a New Thought church. And I was writing a lot of songs to fit along with the speaker's message. And um, people started coming to me afterwards and saying, that was so moving. Would you consider recording your songs? And um, at first I was a little afraid of the whole process. Um, I always wanted to be a recording artist, but it just seemed really daunting and kind of, you know, I think if I'm to be quite honest, my inner critic wanted everything to be so perfect. And I just felt like I, I just don't know if I could create music to a level that would please me. Mm. And um, isn't that funny how um, the inner critic stalled me for quite a few years? Yeah, but <laughs> so common. A lot of people have that, you know, and people don't want to write or, you know, or submit their work anywhere because, oh, it's not perfect. But I always say to them, it's like, it's never going to be as perfect as what you imagined in your head because you're That's- translating from one language, your brain language, into, you know, notes or into in, into actual letters and words, you know, so there's always going to be something that's lost in translation. And uh, but but this, you know, yes. the the longer you don't get it out into a physical material way, the longer that you're denying yourself the the pleasure the of joke. improving on it, right? Because as soon as it's out there, then you have something that you, oh, okay, I want this change. I want, you know, that note to change or whatever, right? But you won't know what changes are until you actually get it out there. That's right. You know, trumpeter Miles Davis said, um, don't be afraid of mistakes. There are none. And I do understand what he what he meant by that because very often, you know, I start the recording process at my house usually I've got a small studio here and it's comfortable and I'm there's not a clock ticking you know um, like when you're in a big studio it's very expensive but recording at home sometimes if I hit a wrong note sometimes it might actually sound really good and I might shift or change something in the song and it becomes kind of unique so I um, I totally agree that you know you just have to jump in and trust that 
your ideas are good enough. And um, in time, too, uh, you become so much faster at uh, creating what you're hearing in your head in an audio version. I mean, I, I love every time I get into the studio, I just feel so alive. And, um, you know, I just finished a Christmas CD uh, that I put out this last Christmas. So right now I'm kind of going through the afterglow of it all. <laughs> mm, lovely. I'm going through, a, a, what am I going to do now to, to thrill myself? You know, because um, it's expensive and I need to definitely get out there and sell some more copies before I start the next project. But um, it is interesting. Yeah. So what is your definition of creativity? You know, that, that's a really good question. And creativity is such a broad it's such a broad topic. It's so hard to come up with a nice, succinct answer. Um, I'm going to shoot a couple at you and um, see if we can get some dialogue going off of these. All right. <laughs> Creativity is where work and play intersect. Definitely for me. Creativity is the act of bringing forth a new idea or fresh insight. And, you know, the thing I want to mention there is that it doesn't always have to be something tangible like a book or a CD. It could just be a new a new thing that you've integrated into your learning. Can you give an example? Like a new habit. Um, Okay. Well, here's an, here's an example. I've been noticing that I wasn't feeling as peppy and joyful early in the day. And um, I had to do some soul searching and realize that I was not starting my day in the most uh, conducive day for creativity and joy to abound, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the first thing I did was the TV got cut off, which, you know, I'm, that TV is just an old friend and a habit. And a lot of times it's on just to take noise, but it actually, it puts a lot of energy in the room. And, and um, so now I actually start my day with a cup of tea and um, I, I like to, I have a gratitude journal. I usually write three things that happened the day before that I'm grateful for, or three things that I'm grateful for just in general. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then sometimes I'll, I'll go to YouTube. There are a couple videos that are really inspiring that remind me that this is my day. It's a brand new day and I'm responsible for the thoughts I'm thinking and how I'm going to interact with this day. And that integrating that new set of behaviors into a lifestyle that was kind of stuck, you know, for years I wake up in the morning, I turn on the TV, you know, and then and then maybe make some breakfast or something like that. Um, I to some people that doesn't seem like the most creative thing. But honestly, your life is your creation, really. Mm, And so integrating new habits and new patterns into your life or learning a new recipe and cooking that it's just as creative as, um, you know, writing a masterpiece, I think. And, um, you know, I, I do think we tend to compartmentalize our creativity and think that it has to be, you know, something tangible, some mm-hmm. tangible result. Yeah. But, but I think that, you know, what you're doing is you're creating the environment where creativity can flourish. And like, and I think that that's hugely important, especially if you don't think you're creative. You do need to create the conditions where you can bring that forth. I mean, I believe everybody is creative, but maybe they've repressed it or ignored it or, or you know, had a, had a grade school teacher say to them that they weren't creative, you know. <laughs> 
but um, but yeah, you know, creating that that space where it can where it can happen. And I think it's just like um, tending to a garden, you know, if if you're planting in in you know, in a place where there's not enough nutrients in the soil and not enough sun, not enough water, then, you know, it's not going to happen. But, you know, we have to take care of that um, environment too for our creativity. So was there a time in your life where you weren't being creative and it had negative effects on you? Absolutely. What was that all about? I I really believe our bodies will tell us um, what's up. And then sometimes it's up to us to try and figure out what we need to do. Mm-hmm. But um, when I was a young woman, I I had um, depression. And um, I also had a lot of, um, I experienced a lot of feelings of jealousy towards mm-hmm. some of my friends who were um, being very successful in their music careers. And I really had to do some close self-evaluation and figure out, you know, really what the deal was is that mm. I wasn't giving myself permission to do the things that they were doing. For instance, writing songs and recording them. You know, it was it was hard to break through that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had a team really helping me, to tell you the truth. Um, the minister uh, where I um, worked as a music director asked me, if I wanted to stand up in front of the congregation and just get their support, you know, on my goal of being a recording artist. And I remember thinking, yeah, I guess I could do that. You know, no big deal. And then when I, when it actually came to that moment where I was standing before them, I realized, oh my gosh, there is no wiggling out of this now Mm, because you're committing yourself to about a hundred people that you're going to start writing and recording your songs. And um, some of them are going to be praying for you. (laughs) Some of you are going to be asking you every week, did you finish your recording? And, you know, but that's kind of how it all really started for me, to tell you the truth, was uh, at a little church ceremony. It's called a white stone ceremony. And it's where people put forth their intentions for the year, for the new year. And I stood in front of them and said, I want to be a recording artist and I'm just asking for your support. And I'm telling you, as soon as I did it, I wished I hadn't. (laughs) Why? Because you know what? I was just so, um, I had so many blocks and I was so afraid, but I realized I couldn't back. There was no way I could not follow through now. And so I had a few friends, you know, the first thing I did was I booked an appointment at the recording studio and my friend walked in there with me and I was shaking. I, I remember just being so afraid, but the interesting thing now is that, I mean, I can look at this story and think, this is so funny. Look how far I've come. I, I don't need anybody to hold my hand now. I, it's almost like this was what that depression was about. I was blocking all that creative energy of all this music that is inside of me that I want to share with people. And so, um, but what yeah. was that moment, that definitive moment for you when you realized, like, I don't want to be depressed, I don't want to be jealous anymore, and I have to do something? Like, what was that big push for you? Because a lot of people, they can recognize that they're depressed or they're jealous or, you know, some other thing, but they don't have the energy to get themselves unstuck. So what was that catalyst for you that, that you realized you had to do something? Well, you know, I, I think for me, I, you can't be at war with yourself for so long. For me, there was a sense of this is not working for me mm. and I'm not happy and I want to be happy and depression is not fun. And 
you know, it's so interesting. You know, people have asked me before, you know, how did you get rid of your depression? And for me, it's, it's an easy answer, but it's also kind of complicated. But I think I just decided that I had to do what my heart was calling me to do. And I could no longer allow myself to make excuses or blame others or, um, you know, the, the buck stops here. You know, mm-hmm. you have to take responsibility for your wellness. And, um, you know, it's funny. I, I don't know as many, I don't know many artists that had the same fear that I did. But I, I think mine was, you know, I, I went to music school and it, we, we learned so much. And I remember on the very first day at music school, them saying, you will never listen to music and enjoy it again because we're going to educate you and develop your ear, you know. And now that I'm re- looking back on it, I realize what they were saying is that <laughs> I'm going to need therapy when this process is over. <laughs> it's so funny. I think sometimes the more education you get, your monkey mind just, just gets more rigid and more stiff and more hard. And to remember that, you know, it, creative expression really is about fun. It's like being like a child in the sandbox. Yeah. And, and just playing and being in the moment and trusting uh, that it's good enough, you know. And quite frankly, the thing that keeps me going are the, the comments I get from some of my fans. But they'll, they'll tell me that my music has really touched them and that it inspires them. And that to me, I think, boy, I could be, I could be sitting on the couch, staring at the TV, depressed and angry at other people, or I could live my life going for it and touching other people, growing as my, you know, growing and also helping other people grow. I mean, that's the cool thing about creativity. Once you let it out, I think it finds its audience and makes a difference. Yeah, I think it I think that that's so true because we don't know who needs to hear our message and if we are denying ourselves putting it out there, we're actually uh denying somebody else's need to hear our message, right? Because I think we all are here to help each other and if we don't yeah. if we don't share our gifts, then then we're kind of the world is impoverished, you know, because there's that's somebody bad. out there that needs that. Absolutely. And so I think it takes a certain courage, you know, to to get through all those blocks and thinking, oh, we're not good enough or this isn't good enough or who am I or, you know, and just get out there and play. I think that's another key thing that you were mentioning is that creativity is about play. And sometimes it isn't about a final product. It's actually about the process, too. And um, and and I think that's where a lot of people get hung up, too. It's like, oh, well, I can't say I'm creative unless I've actually got some tangible thing to to prove it. Yes. Yes. You know, on the topic of uh, courage, I wrote a song a couple years ago. I'll I'll send a link to a video of it. It's called Fearless. And this was a case where I I let the song, I wrote down all the attributes and how I wanted to live my life in this song. And I I put it in first person, like, you know, Mm -hmm. like the chorus says, call me fearless. I am fearless. And this song has really served as a personal manifesto for me. It just helps me to, it's like a mission statement almost, you know? Mm-hmm. And and uh, the cool thing is that I sing it pretty often. And so, like, if there's an area in my life 
where, whoops, you know, I've been at this job a long time and I really want to quit, but I don't know what to do next. What do I do? I'm afraid, you know, I've got that song to kind of remind me that, hey, call me fearless. I am fearless. And um, and that's another way that I think music, poetry, writing, the arts in general can help you heal and move through whatever it is that's bothering you. Is there some advice that you received that has helped you follow your dreams? Well, my minister usually says, shoot for the stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that way, even if you miss, you're up there in the stratosphere. I'm also thinking about, and this is a little more practical advice. I, I was talking to a friend that was extremely uh, gifted as a songwriter. And um, I asked him, you know, how do you stay? How do you keep the juices flowing? Mm. And he said to me that creativity is a constant thing and that it's not, um, many people tend to compartmentalize it. Mm -hmm. And that he says, you know, if you're a little out of balance, if you're not getting exercise, you're not getting enough sleep, you're not eating healthy, you're not keeping your thoughts um, where you want your thoughts to be focused on the things you want to do. He said, you know, you get out of balance and that all impacts your creativity. So, I really took that to heart uh, when he, he mentioned that. And I know from firsthand experience that that is true just from taking his advice. Yeah, I think that's important to realize, too, is that creativity is part of the the, the whole person. And, and uh, you know, that, that it's not separate. It's not an, a luxury. It's not an add-on. It's part of the whole. And if one part is not being nurtured, then the rest is going to be out of whack. It's all, you know, part of a, of a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Can you share one of your personal habits that contributes to your creative success now? Oh, here's a good one. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I'm going to say that I'm extremely stubborn. Okay. And, and um, actually, a better word is determined. Uh-huh. And um, when I'm working on a song, and I just have that gut feeling that there's something not quite right here in the verse or here in this these two lines, they don't feel totally honest, I'll just stare at it and work at it all day if I have to. Um, another thing that's really very, very helpful for me is the power of belief. And I will just make really strong statements during the process of creativity. Like this song is finished and it perfectly delivers the message that I want to deliver, you know, perfectly. And I'll, I'll just make a couple statements like that and rest and kind of let that thought kind of incubate a little bit. And it's really weird. I could be at the gym working out. I could be in the shower. I could be driving and all of a sudden, bam, like a download. I, there's the fix up for that line or two that wow. wasn't quite. Wow, and, that's amazing. Uh, I'm, and I'm, I'm sure you have experiences like that too. But for me, I just have to believe it and know that it's going to be completed to my satisfaction. If I start going, oh, golly, this is uh, another one of those songs that's going to go in the unfinished pile. Like if I let my mind go there, it stays in the unfinished pile. Yeah. But just stare at it with a mighty determination and just say, I am expressing you know, everything I want to express in this song. It, it finds me. And it's, I mean, I just love those little moments. It's fun when those moments come and and the song 
um, when you can look at the song and just go, yep, that's it. It's yeah. perfect. <laughs> well, I think it's it's a trust that you have in your creative abilities, too, because for me as a writer, like I know that um, I know in my gut when it's finished, when the story is the best that it can be. But and I know that there'll be drafts and there'll be versions where it's like, OK, there is still needs more work. I don't know what it needs right now. But I know it needs something, but it's as good as it's going to get for the, the moment. Right. And so I'm just going to yeah. put that away and do other things. And like you were saying, you know, that that when you have that perspective and you know, you step back from it, um, then that gives a space for that new information or that new perspective to come in. But you have to yeah. trust in that process. You do. It's it's a dance. Yeah. <laughs> and you got just the partner. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a person that inspires you to be creative and this person can be living or uh, not or somebody that you know or not? Uh, You know, uh, I think that I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I think it's me. I think um, I just there's something in me that um, I just feel like I just want to experience all the things that I can create as much as possible. And um I mean, there are certain artists whose work I admire a whole lot, but I can't really say that they inspire me to write. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I think I'm driving myself. I just keep thinking, wow, I wonder if I could, you know, now that I've done a Christmas CD, gee, I'd love to try, you know, a compilation just of duets, or I'd love to try, you know, just this or that, or how about a jazz, you know, yeah, CD? Yeah, there's part of me that I just, I just. It's my healthy addiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I have a friend who who says that you need to go to the mirror and pat yourself on the back for X, Y, or Z, you know? And, yeah. and he said, no, really, go and do that. And then you, it's amazing how good you feel when you acknowledge yeah. something that you've done. And then it fuels you to go and try other things and experiment, just like what you were saying, you know? And I, and I think, you know, for someone who suffered from depression for as long as you did, and then to, to come out on the other side and see all the amazing stuff that you're doing, it's like, no wonder you're inspired by yourself. I mean, we should be inspired. <laughs> I think we all need to, you know, and I don't think it's being boastful. It's like, yeah, I had this idea and I worked on it and here it is. Yeah. And thank you. I, I felt a little funny with that answer. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I'm, I'm pushing myself. I think that's yeah. what it is. Um, but I admire, I, I admire lots of great works and lots of music. And I, I try and fill my head with lots of uh, beauty, you know, whenever yeah. I can. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the sentiment is out there in the world that that you don't want to be on your deathbed and look back and think of all those things that you didn't risk doing and that you didn't explore, you know. So I think, uh, yeah, being inspired to just push the boundaries of ourselves is really an important part of of living. Never mind creativity, but just being alive. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have a favorite work of art? And it can be any type um, uh, of art, films or songs or paintings, anything? Ah, you know, um, I love the movie, The Shawshank Redemption. Oh. I, have you ever seen it? I have, yeah. Uh, I, I've i seen it so many times, I could probably quote bits and pieces to you. But I, I just think it's so beautiful. And I love the concept of this man sitting in a cell 
with this focus of I'm getting out of here and just keeping his hope alive. And, you know, because that's the overriding message of the whole movie is that hope is a good thing. And, um, and that he finds freedom and that um, he lives happily ever after. I mean, to me, I just, I love that story. Mm. Is there a favorite quote that, quote that inspires you? <sighs> Let me think here. You know, um, Einstein has a lot of great quotes. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's so quotable. Um, yeah. There's this great quote about intuition and that's how intuition is like um, – a sacred gift, while the rational mind is um, should be more of a servant. And he said that we've created a society that worships the servant and has forgotten the gift. And I always thought that that was a, a beautiful sentiment. And it, it reminds me that things that we can't see, our creative ideas, you know, <laughs> they are um, magnificent, you know. Um, let's see. Is there another one? I love that one. I actually haven't come across that one from, from him. I'm going to go and look for that. Oh, I love it. He's, he's so quotable. Oh, here's another quote. Um, this is from Rita Mae Brown. And I think this actually kind of is what we've talked about a lot today. She says, creativity comes from trust, trust your instincts and never hope more than you work. And I like that because she says it's about, you know, it's about trust it's about trusting your instinct and it's also about working your tail off, you know, because you can't just kind of hope your work out. You, you right. have to um, you have to be willing to sweat a little bit and put some time into it. Yeah, that's a great quote. I, I'm teaching a, a class right now, self-management techniques, and it's the framework for it is hope-based theory. And uh, yesterday was the first class, and we uh, introduced the concept to the students and asked them what did they think about you know um, hope as a as a concept. And 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 some of them are cynical. And it's like oh, it's like believing in Santa Claus. And and I said, well, hope-based theory is actually that you have to have a hope or desire or dream for yourself um, in order to achieve. Success success, but then you have to take steps towards getting it, you know, so, um, so hope-based theory is about, you know, starting with your desire, your hope for yourself, and then figuring out how to achieve that. And in awesome. essence, you have to be your own Santa Claus, right? You have to bring the gifts <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> yeah, good. But that sounds like a great class. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun class. And um, and I'm definitely going to look for that Rita May. It's Rita May Brown. Rita May Brown yeah. was the first uh, was the second quote. And the yeah. first quote was Einstein. Yeah, I'm going to look for that and give it to my students. I think it's a good. It fits right in with what we're doing. So, is there anything else that you would like to share with us before we wrap up? Yeah, yeah. I'm taking. This is therapeutic for me to do this. <laughs> I'm, I've decided in 2017, because 2016 was such a fabulous year, I decided this year I wanted to push myself a little further into other ways to uh, stretch my creative muscle. And so I'm writing, not music, but I'm, I'm writing every day for a couple hours. And um, I, I'm taking a little program and I'm, I'm putting the intention that I'm going to have a first draft uh, of, of a book. Yeah. And um, this is so new to me. So part of me, my my logical mind keeps saying, what are you doing? <laughs> but, but it's kind of like outing myself, you know, like the way the minister had me do it at church. Yeah. I'm just saying it right as a reminder to myself that like there's no backing out. I'm going to 
definitely write what's on my mind and, and get a first draft out. And then, um, and then we'll see whether I want to release it or not, but I think I will. All right. And so you're going to do that in 2017. You're going to write your book. That's right. That's All right. right. So this is going to be out there on the internet forever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If I don't do it, uh, call me up, and call me names. <laughs> Well, it's been wonderful to talk with you, Claudia. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. It's really been a delight. And the Oscar goes to... Hey, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. Have you written a script? Well, sort of. I started writing it a few years ago, and I just came across it again when I was doing some spring cleaning. I thought writing a script would be so easy, but it's a lot harder than just watching and enjoying films. Hmm, look at this. It's a screenwriting seminar. Maybe this can help you. Get all the tools you need. I think he's ready for his close-up, Mr. DeMille. <laughs> and you? Are you ready to get that story out of your head and onto the page? Then join me in the next screenwriting seminar. The next one starts March 2nd, and further info is available at ownyourcreativity.com. If you have any questions, do leave me a message at info at ownyourcreativity.com. Music.